your hands together for the late morning program with your host, Nam Ross. All right. Haribo. Haribo. So we're here with Hari Parshad Prabhu. Thank you so much, Prabhu, for coming on. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh my God, it's so awesome to have you. This was a kind of a spontaneous uh, uh, arrangement, I guess, Krishna's arrangement that you're here. Uh, you're you're traveling in the U.S. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what how that came about. Well, um, as a member of the Shastric Advisory Committee of the GPC. Uh, we are supposed to meet twice every year okay. for discussing some of the issues related to Shastra which are of importance to our movement. Oh, wonderful. And uh, now some papers need to be written and all the devotees who are members of this committee need to gather together mm -hmm. at uh, some place uh, either in India or either in Europe or either in the US. Right. So this time everyone decided that we'll gather in the US. Where is that going to happen? That's in Houston from 12th to 16th of this month. Wonderful, wonderful. Wow, so so awesome to have you. So I didn't know so much about you until recently. Uh, you, your, your reputation precedes you, you know. Uh, so uh, you um, kind of are very uh, active on Facebook in sharing wonderful Shastric quotes and uh, having good, dis wonderful, respectful discussions. And I invite all my viewers and listeners to, to follow Hari Parshad Prabhu on, on Facebook so you can get some of that wonderful uh, nectar that you give out. So let, let's, let's go back a little bit more. Let's talk a bit about your upbringing. So you were raised, tell us about where you were raised and, and around that, uh, you know, how that was. So, ours is a Gaur Saraswat Brahmin family from Maharashtra, Pune. Okay. And um, uh, I was born in Mumbai in 1985. Oh, same as me? Yes. What month? December. Oh, December, October. Oh, oh we're the same age practically. Uh, yes. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, I grew up in, uh, the first two years I spent in Mumbai, but my dad had a transferable job. He was working for the Reserve Bank. Okay. So, my childhood, most of it was spent in Jaipur. Jaipur? Yeah. Wow, that's nice. And I attended a school which was like a semi-gurukul, mm -hmm. where they taught me uh, not only the subjects which are needed for the world outside, but also Sanskrit grammar. Right. And Upanishads. So, this was a school affiliated to Bharatiya Vidya Bhavans. Okay. So Bharatiya Vidya Bhavans is one of the social organizations in the in India mm -hmm. and they had a really nice school there and I I grew up in Jaipur in this beautiful environment we had open fields Wow when I came to New York I saw the schools <laughs> and what did you think um, <laughs> you want to be honest opinion? yes of course <laughs> I said to my friend Jai Jagannath Prabhu privately it, yeah it resembles a mental asylum Wow I mean, yeah, in the in the way because it's uh, in the city or yeah. just it's just uh, gated everywhere. There's right. grills everywhere. Yeah, that's what you do with the patients of a mental asylum. Right. Yeah. Children should play out in the open fields. Right. Yeah, that's that's very true. You know, there are some. Uh, 
some like philosophies of raising children in America. There's like that uh, uh, Montessori, and there's other ones where where you. There's this one that my wife was actually. Uh, researching where in, I think it's in Europe somewhere the kids every day they go in the forest right. with the teacher right. and then they, they look at the dirt and the bugs and the trees and they climb uh, anyway that's to your point that you know there's something to say about exactly and uh, that was available to me for free in my childhood because right. our village is in Pune so every year for two or three months we used to go to our village mm. and uh, the village was really a village. Wow. We had a huge joint family mm. and uh, a duplex bungalow. Mm. And uh, we used to have these crates and crates and crates of mangoes every Amazing. Uh, summer. Amazing. So, and we used to sit on the bullock carts. Wow. And the exact lifestyle that is described in... It's a Srimad Bhagavatam or something. Yeah. It's a different experience to be able to have that in your childhood. Yeah. Because it helps you understand Krishna Leela. Right. To a, to a greater depth. Amazing. You've experienced it in your life. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in this kind of area sub, we call suburban um, and there was, I, I used to, there was a forest nearby and a creek and I always used to go there as a kid and try to find frogs and things like that. So that was a, that was a fun thing. But, um, so how, so how old were you when you, uh, left Jaipur? Uh, I was in 10th grade. Okay. Oh, so you're quite old. Yeah. And we came back to Mumbai. Okay. Uh, we got transferred again and, uh, after an year or so, my father passed away. Oh, okay. So, uh, my mother, she started working in his place. There is an arrangement for government employees. Oh, really? Okay. So, if the head of the family passes away, yes. somebody in the family who is qualified enough can take a lower position. Okay. So, fortunately, she started working in his place mm. so that she could support the family in the case of emergency. Okay, so y that was around 10th grade. Yeah, 10th grade. Okay. I was 15 or 16 years of age. Oh, okay. That must have been difficult for you, the, your father's leaving. Yeah, that's when the philosophical side of me started emerging. Interesting. Because uh, it's very difficult to suddenly, you know, one day your father is present and the next day he's suddenly not there. That's one of my greatest fears, to be honest. So that within me triggered the sense of meaninglessness of this world really yeah because i had all i had studied upanishads i studied sanskrit but i had never understood the actual implementation of it right because i never went through a difficult situation in life mm. so this was the first difficult situation which I had to go through mm. and I still consider it to be the worst day in my life right because that is the day when uh, I literally for the first time in my life I saw what is known as I fainted when I heard the news so, oh Krishna so coming back to the point that philosophical inquiry uh, started uh, making me attracted to various philosophies within the Vedic tradition. Right. 
and um, my college which was uh, royal college it was just opposite the temple in mira road mumbai mm. so and i came one day to the temple and somebody told me it was my chemistry exam and i was horrible at chemistry <laughs> <laughs> so somebody told me that uh, our founder acharya he was a chemist in mm. his so if you want to get good grades in chemistry you can pray to <laughs> <laughs> who said that there was a devotee brahmachari in the temple oh okay so i went to shila prabhupada and i prayed you know yeah um i need good grades in chemistry i've heard that you were a chemist right so please give me the intelligence <laughs> of that's great so i think Prabhupad heard me but instead of giving me good grades in chemistry Prabhupad knows you know what I really need yes so after a few days um, i came again to the temple there was lord jagannath baldev and subhadra and uh, i prayed to them that if you are actually the absolute truth then somehow you manifest yourself in my life or change my life because i'm really suffering Hmm. I don't know what the actual goal of life is. Wow. So maybe within a week or two uh, a devotee preacher had come to our locality and he had organized a program. Right. Surrender and to me. So I got attached to the devotees from there. But but when you first initially went to the temple to to pray to Prabhupada about you know chemistry, how did you hear about the temple, or you just knew about it? Well, it was just opposite to our college. I see, I see. Oh, right, right, right. You said that. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. So you wonderful. And then you became attached to the devotees right. through that program that was there. Right. So uh, I was a member of uh, IYF, which is a boys group. It's Iskand a, Youth, a Forum. Youth Forum. Right. And then they're preparing to be brahmacharis and Right. So uh I served in IYF for almost 7 years. Oh, okay. And uh, we did all sorts of wonderful sevas, book distribution mm. and uh, arranging prasadam, crowd management. Right. So wonderful wonderful services. And uh, within my heart I also had a desire. I had two desires. Mm. my first desire was that i wanted to meet a really traditional sadhu who's very well well versed in shastra and second is i wanted to study shastra myself so um, i i pray to radharas bihari that you know, although i'm serving in iif i also want to study our previous goswamis most of their works are in sanskrit Hmm. and i wanted to further my sanskrit education so you you learned sanskrit initially and in your in your school right and then now you wanted to further it right. uh, by so what what how did you hear about these cuz in in iyf i'm sure they're focusing more on chila propad's books oh, yes. so, so how did you hear about okay that there's a whole you know slew of acharya's uh, books that are not translated prob- probably yet and and all that so how did you hear about that i heard about it because uh, once i went to vrindavan and i went to govardhan gopi parandan prabhu school oh okay so i met him and uh, we both sat down we were having prasadam so i asked gopi parandan prabhu which grammar do you teach we said we teach hari nama amrit vyakaran mm. jiva goswami's grammar right 
and he asked me which grammar have you learned i said lagu siddhant kaumudi which is panini's grammar mm. so he says very nice he said there are a lot of literature in our movement which are not yet translated mm. he said i just did brihad bhagavata amritam right so i said uh, where could i find some of those literature so he said some devotees have started putting it up online and you know so i started searching for all the literatures of the previous acharyas mm. fortunately there was a book uh, published it is called godiya vaishnav abhidhan and this godiya vaishnav abhidhan uh, it has the names of all the authors of godiya vaishnav literature bengali as well as sanskrit oh okay and it lists their works whether they are published or unpublished when i had a look at that list of books oh my goodness <laughs> big big list jiva goswami alone it's purported to have written around 4 lakh verses 4 lakh verses yeah. that's 400000 verses yeah and it said that vyasadev wrote 4 lakh verses in the 18 puranas but jiva goswami wrote only 4 lakh verses glorifying krishna alone so how many of the how many of those 4 lakh do we are we do we know of that are still around uh i think most of shri jiva goswami's works have been discovered oh they have yeah but i personally like to read it in the original sanskrit because translations i have an issue with translations of course you're a translator yourself yeah. so and you're a sanskrit yeah. uh, scholar so so i believe in transcreations transcreations yeah because a translation sometimes doesn't do justice to the original text right sometimes the original text needs to be explained a lot mm. and you know if you just do a plain vanilla translation of the text yeah the inherent meaning or the intended meaning or the uh, hidden meaning within the text doesn't easily come out right so shri prabhupada has written huge purports for yes. every verse in the bhagavatam so that some of the hidden meanings can come out yes So I personally believe that rather than doing a verse by verse translation we should explain each and every verse to the devotees mm. and we should not rush around when we are publishing translations because it's important not only to translate accurately but also to ensure that we ourselves have first understood the entire book correctly before we sit down and translate it wow I don't think everyone can say they do that, right? I mean, if yeah. you if you trying to that takes a lot of time. Time. And especially each and every word should be understood correctly. Wow. And this is what Prabhupada used to do. He used to do word for word. Yes, yes. So the reason for doing word for word is so that the translator should understand each and every word correctly. Because unless uh, one himself knows the siddhanta, what is he going to teach others? Yes. Yes. So uh, uh, now that I have started working with uh, serving with Gopal Jiu Publications, so we are Madhavananda Prabhu. He is yes. a disciple of uh, His Holiness Guru Govinda Swami Maharaj. Right. So he is my Shiksha Guru, and he guides me. And uh, Bhakta Rupa Prabhu. So my right. Yes, I know Bhakta Rupa Prabhu. Yeah. So myself, Madhavananda Prabhu, Bhakta Rupa Prabhu, and Madhavananda Prabhu's wife, Krishna Kund Mataji. So we are a small team. We publish. Uh, Krishna Kathamrita Bindu yes. e-, e magazine wonderful magazine yes and uh, there is a hard copy magazine which comes out when we are happy with our research work <laughs> 
and there is an e-magazine which comes out every ekadashi right so my aim is to be able to translate something fresh in each and every bindu mm. recently we did um, the namashtakam of shri rupa goswami with the commentary of shri baldev vidyabhushan wow and uh, then i am also trying to translate the works of the previous acharyas which have not yet been translated there's a very wonderful author his name is hari suri mm. proper named a disciple after him yes he wrote a beautiful commentary on the 10th canto of shrimad bhagavatam his commentary is called bhakti rasayan bhakti rasayan and uh, <coughs> hari suri he was born in nasik in maharashtra and his daily schedule was that he'll wake up he'll take his bath he will chant vishnu sahasranam he will chant 12 chapters of the shrimad bhagavatam and he'll do go seva for 1 hour and then he'll take his first morsel of food wow <laughs> he did that for 12 years from the age of 30 to the age of 42 mm-hmm. he describes his uh, disciple describes and uh, he writes in his book that after doing that on one fine day when he was doing go seva so he received a tap on his back and by the touch of that tap he understood that it was he has got an addition of krishna really yes so krishna told him that uh, i'm pleased with you i'm going to accept you in the spiritual world after this life but you have to do something for me oh my gosh <laughs> he said what do i have to do for you yeah so krishna says in the 10th canto especially in the vrindavan leela there are various hidden reasons for wha- why i did what i did and i will put the seed of those reasons in your heart and since you are an expert poet you write a poetic commentary on the 10th canto explaining reasons for why i did what i did oh my god that's fantastic So I'll give you an example of Sure, please, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Yeah. So Krishna pulled down the Yamal Arjuna trees. Yes. And both of them got liberated. And uh, Hari Suri asks a question. Please tell me who bestowed the highest favor on the Yamal Arjuna trees? Who bestowed the highest favor? Yeah. Um your opinion my opinion i mean krishna because okay. he's the one who liberated liberated them, them. okay or somebody else may say narad muni right right okay cuz cuz he cursed them and to become trees okay. yeah hari suri says i have a different opinion altogether he says my opinion is that the highest favor on the yamala arjun trees was bestowed by mother yashoda you may say why how come so he says uh, it was only mother yashoda in the entire universe was able to put krishna into bondage and after krishna was put into bondage he realized what is the pain of bondage for the first time in his life wow and after he realized the pain of bondage the first thing he did is he put these two out of their bondage it's <laughs> <laughs> true oh my god so he the whole book is right. like just this right oh my gosh and you're translating it it's very difficult sanskrit Really? He, yeah, he's a master of Sanskrit grammar. Oh my god. He likes to use these obscure words which nobody has used. 
So do you have to like look go to dictionaries and, and things? Not only dictionaries, I have to look at where the word has been used previously by some previous great poet like Kalidas. Oh my gosh. And his son published the book, but unfortunately without a Sanskrit commentary. If there would be a Sanskrit commentary on his Sanskrit verses, mm. which would decode the verses. Right, right. It would be really awesome. Amazing. I'll give you another example, short example. Of course, yes, this is great. <laughs> so, after these two were liberated from their bondage, yeah, they're praying to Krishna with folded hands, and uh, after they prayed, Krishna just smiled. You know, didn't say anything. So Hari Suri will also give a reason for Krishna smiling. Ah, why is Krishna smiling now? So Hari Suri says. Krishna is smiling on his own condition. He says, previously, when he appeared as Lord Ram, he liberated one of his devotees, Ahilya. Mm. She had turned into a stone due to a curse. Of course, yeah. Or previously, when Gajendra was in distress, Gajendra was praying, he came and liberated Gajendra. Mm. He said, in all those cases, the devotee was bound and the Lord was liberated. But in this case, the devotees are liberated and the Lord is bound. It's <laughs> brilliant. Very nice. Wow. So, by reading the book, I sort of started believing that maybe this person actually got a darshan of Krishna. Right. Well, I don't, I usually, when somebody claims I got a darshan of Krishna, I take it with a huge pinch of salt. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I take it to the jar of salt. Jar of salt, yeah, right. Interesting. What what years was he? Uh, does it say what years he lived? Eighteen fifty. That's not very long ago. Yeah. So, uh, and this is the only book from him that survives. When Krishna leaves to Mathura with Akrura, mm. that is when he passed away. So, he could not write after that for whatsoever reason. Oh, okay, okay. So, it's only limited to Vrindavan Leela. Wonderful. So, I could oh. go on and on about it. Yes, yes, but let's let's stay on track about your life. Um, so, you, you, you did IYF for about seven years and then... Then uh, there was, see, my inclinations and the seva at IYF were obviously not, you know... In line. Yeah. So... Uh, Devotees used to say that you should focus only on reading Prabhupada's books. Yes. Because in our movement, uh, unfortunately, it has been the case in the past that those who were very scholarly, either they had to leave or they were asked to leave. Right. Interesting. And uh, for this reason, those who are doing this save of Sanskrit and scholarship sometimes are looked upon with suspicion. Suspicion in, in what way? That is he really faithful to, to Srila Prabhupada? Right. Yeah. Or does he think that he knows more than Srila Prabhupada? Yeah. So one of the constant tasks of a person doing this seva is to reassure people hmm. that my gratitude to Prabhupada is more than, you know, anything else. Right. 
when we are studying the books of previous acharyas we are bound to come across some differences of opinion i'll be very honest with you mm. but my gratitude doesn't is not dependent upon you know whether my gratitude is much more than that i came to iskon solely by the mercy of shri prabhupada's books it is an established fact in my life mm. and nothing's going to change that right and uh, i don't want to be kritagna kritagna means uh, ungrateful at every point of time in my life i wish to i want to remember that i came to spirit i was suffering uh, and i came to spiritual life because of shri prabhupada right so even if i find a thousand differences of opinion nothing's going to change that fact yeah and uh, uh, i only wish that devotees would be slightly more accommodating to this fact hmm there are differences of opinion there is a letter in which prabhupada says to a devotee there is no reason why acharyas cannot differ on certain points oh he says that huh yeah so we need to be able to either reconcile them or if they are irreconcilable just take shelter of one of the opinions hmm have you found that you've been maybe criticized or any of your peers who are doing the same thing have been criticized for for not you know maybe feeling you know showing your gratitude so to say to probabat yeah when i was back in you know iif there yeah. some some devotees would often say that you you need to stick only to probabat's books right everything is given there yes so which is true yeah which is true but uh my shiksha guru gor govin mara used to say that everything is there in a seed form and it can be expanded upon you can fluff it out like a cotton yes so in order to fluff it out like a cotton you need to go to the previous acharyas and they have so many realizations hmm. and they didn't write their books so that those books could be kept in a museum it's true it's and true so that some 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 scholar from the university will come and write a phd on jiva goswami but the scholar has no connection to godiya vaishnavism right like armchair philosophy right. yeah so we want those books were written for us yes and we are the adhikaris or the inheritors mm. of the treasure of our godiya vaishnav sampradaya yeah shri jiva goswami is actually sutrakar he wrote his own system of sanskrit grammar after panini in our sampradaya we have jiva goswami mm. panini received mercy from lord shiva he composed 4000 sutras on sanskrit grammar jiva goswami received mercy from chaitanya mahaprabhu he composed 3700 sutras of sanskrit grammar with lord vishnu's names in it right now this is something which is happening once in thousands of years yeah yeah and this corpus of text is lying in front of us and we are ignoring it mm. we are not studying it right so at least somebody who studying it should be encouraged of course there is a phrase in sanskrit which says ashakto ham griharambe shakto ham grihabhanjane i am incapable of building a new house but i am very capable of destroying an existing one <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so we i feel we should not yeah have these tendencies of discouraging devotees in their respective services definitely for sure uh and then you and then you after you left you got married 
Yeah, after that, after IYF, I started uh, because Madhavanandar Prabhu encouraged me in my seva. Yes. And so I switched over. So I'm see, I'm very thankful to the devotees in IYF because they were the ones who supported of me course. in the initial years. Of course. I have absolutely no complaints. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, I knew I had to move ahead in my seva. Yes. And I started working with Gopal Jiu Publications, mm. where I am serving even today. Yeah. And uh, in Gopal Jiu Publications, I felt very relieved because I could practically research any Shastra. Yeah. And uh, me and Madhavananda Prabhu, Bhaktarupa Prabhu, for every Bindu, we are writing articles, fresh translations. Wonderful. And Bhaktarupa Prabhu's English is really good. Yes. Me coming from India, my English is, you know, not, not so good. <laughs> I think your English is fine. But his English is really nice. For for writing right. purposes, yeah. yeah. So, I'm training myself under both of them so that my English can also somehow match up to their level someday. Wonderful. And uh, in 2016... Uh, I was kindly invited by Mother Omila to uh, be a part of our society's Shastrik Advisory Committee. Okay, wonderful. So, I went through the due process and when the GBC sanctioned it, so I was on the committee. Uh, so, by, by the way, this year I think Gopal Hari Prabhu has also been added to the committee. Wonderful. Wow, that's really good. Some nice new right. new young faces right. on, the, on the committee. That's, that's great. Um, and you... You got married in, in 2010, I remember you saying? Yeah, 2010, uh, was that was the engagement, and okay. 2011 was the marriage. Marriage, wonderful. And, and you, were, you were saying that's an arranged marriage? It's an arranged marriage. Okay, tell us a little bit about that, because that's really interesting. I think that's uh, something people would like to hear about. Uh, like how your experience has been, and, and how kind of what we were talking about in the car. Right. So I grew up in an in Iskon. I grew up in an environment which is which was strictly Brahmachari. Yes, and it had <clears throat> some very positive effects on me. That I learned how to live an austere life, how to eat frugally, how to travel without any necessities, and um, so many more things. But at the same time, I could not look at a girl in the eye, or you know. Yeah. Or I could not relate much to them. Yeah. And this continued all the way until I was about 25 years of age. Or because, frankly speaking, in the Bhagavatam also there is a verse. Matra svasra duhitravana bhaved. Don't even sit on the same chair. Right. So, that was my philosophy for so much. Even those verses are still true. Yes, of course, yeah. But uh, my mother, because my father had passed away, my mother said that uh, you have to take a decision now. Either you find someone yourself or, <laughs> right. or I'll do it for you. Yes. So I thought, what's the easiest way? <laughs> because my aim was that we should all live as a family. There's nobody to support her. If I don't stay with her, mm. yeah, especially in her old age, right? And uh, I, so I want to stay with her. Mm-hmm. And ideally, if there is someone whom 
she selects so she'll be able to adjust with her and i can adjust with practically anyone that was my philosophy right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny how before marriage right. it's such a different thing right. isn't it right. yeah so i told her i will not select anyone yeah you make the selection mm. and uh, i just have a few basic criteria she should be a devotee chanting at least six or eight rounds bare minimum right i don't even need an somebody who's initiated right but and she should be interested in reading because that's my seva yeah so we have to read together yeah and chetanya uh, chaitamrita describes that is what distinguishes kanishtha adhikari from a madhyam adhikari from a uttam adhikari the uttam adhikari is the one who knows shastric conclusions mm-hmm. it's very important to climb up the ladder and have uttam adhikar if we want to progress ahead and attain the higher stages of bhakti hmm. and that is only possible if one studies shastra so or at least one hears shastric conclusions if one cannot personally study at least they need to hear the proper conclusions from someone yeah so she should be interested in reading so my mother said all right i'll try to find someone <laughs> wonderful <laughs> since she is also a devotee she got initiated before me yes and uh, in the in her in one of her vrindavan yatras so my wife uh, and her mother they were also present all oh, right and um, my brother in law suggested that you know maybe we can because we are maharashtrians mm-hmm. and uh, my wife and her family are gujaratis right so um they what the matter to my guru maharaj and my guru maharaj i i went to my guru maharaj and asked him what should i do yeah so my guru maharaj uh, repeated a verse from uh, ramacharitramanas he said mata pita guru prabhu ke vaani vinahi vichar kari ha shubh jani hmm. that the words of mother father spiritual master without thinking you should understand it as auspicious for you really yes so i said all right wow so then i love that i love that so much <laughs> that that an answer to your question came in a right. in a shloka right fantastic please continue yeah so i then my guru maharaj gave me the contact of an astrologer mm-hmm. and we did the charts and in the charts it was not matching at all really yes okay so we came back to mumbai where we stay and we went to my astrologer who's like a smart brahmana maharashtrian very strict mm. he has lord parshuram's photograph outside <laughs> with the axe yes yeah you don't try to hurt the brahmanas yes right <laughs> right so when he looked at the charts he said you are maharashtrian she is gujarati she is outside your community don't get married outside your community uh, lord krishna's family was destroyed because he got married out- outside his community oh my gosh your family will be destroyed if you get married outside your community wow was lord krishna married uh, uh, rukmini rukmini was basically from maharashtra oh, okay <laughs> oh i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> Vidarbha Vidarbha is Vidarbha right yeah, Maharashtra so, Okay 
Lord Krishna was from Vrindavan, which is in Uttar Pradesh. Right? Mm. So he said, "Don't get married outside your community. Your I family see. will be destroyed." So we went to her astrologer. Uh-huh. Her astrologer said, "Don't get married." This boy referred to me. He has the strongest Mangal dosh. Mangal dosh. Mangal dosh. Right. Mars. Mars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he has the strongest. Oh my gosh! It's in his seventh house. It can kill the wife. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Krishna. And then, so it was almost cancelled. Oh, because of that, right? So we were meeting together for the last time, so to say. Yeah. And uh, her father, um, uh, her father, mother, and me, we were sitting, and I could look at her face. I wanted to see whether she's happy with this, you know, calling it off or not. Yeah, yeah. and i could see that she was slightly depressed oh right so i said this is my last chance i have to do something now yeah so i took her i i spoke to her father and i said well i have heard in shastra that if you get married in the tirthas jagannath puri vrindavan rishikesh the seven tirthas of india right So there is no ill effect of planets. Really? Yes. You've read that? Yeah, I'm Madhavan and the Prabhu had told me this. Oh, okay. So if you have faith in my words, then kindly consider the marriage. Because my Guru Maharaj has said that you should go ahead with this. Yes. And I said at my risk I'm asking you. Yeah. No, Inside the cell yeah, to her father. Yeah, because it's a risk for me too. If I lose a wife, you know, I, I'll probably not have the inclination to ever you know, look for someone else. Right, right. Of course. For the, in the first place, I agreed because my mother had insisted that you. Second time, I'll not never agree to anything. Right, right. So he said, "I would rather ask my daughter." Yeah. and he asked her she said ma'am okay with it let's let's do it in jagannath puri wow so we had our marriage at tota gopinath temple no way yes. oh my god that's so nice i love that temple yes that's so beautiful you have the wedding there yes where exactly in the courtyards of the temple oh my god that's amazing so. you'll have to show me pictures sometime <laughs> those pictures are horrible for you <laughs> except for the pictures everything was nice. Oh okay, wonderful. Okay, so you got married there. <laughs> That's so, so nice. After 6 months the astrologer passed away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god, really? Which one? Your one or her? Her one, the one who said that. So maybe it was due to natural reasons, but Co- we, coincidence. We, yeah, but we joke about it. Oh my god. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. I know it's bad to joke about someone's death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Krishna. So then you got married and and how has it been? Oh, it's been uh, See, I personally believe the first 2 years of a marriage are always the most challenging ones. Right. Because for the first time in my life, I felt that I am no longer living for myself. Yeah. Um I also have to I'm no longer the last one in the food chain you know yeah there's someone who's dependent on me right 
so that in a way taught me many things responsibilities and uh, how to be what exactly is dedication to a person yeah and arranged marriages also have their benefits because even though the first two years are difficult and statistically the the first major conflict of a marriage occurs within the first two years right it said that if the marriage is able to survive these first two years most likely it will go on for a longer duration of time right in the case of arranged marriages it was easier for us because whenever we if we have a conflict parents from both sides are always on the guard you know <laughs> because they're they're the ones who arranged it they they arranged it so yeah. the responsibility is partially on them yes because you know you've arranged it so you have to also take care of the entire family and both families have also come together in the marriage right they've be- they developed a friendship or whatnot right. do you want your tea yes so like they've developed a friendship and a relationship together so that's that's really good and then and then you had um and then you had a son right that's so wonderful he's sorry three years old yeah he's three and a half years old now three and a half yeah that's really nice so, and and you were telling me i remember that uh that uh when tell us about when you when he first brought him home right so he, he was born in december 2015 i had absolutely no idea or we had absolutely no idea how life changes after marriage yeah but there is a reason why uh, we decided that we'll go for a child mm. the reason is that in the shastras it is described that all of us have a debt towards our forefathers yes now somebody struggled really hard to bring us up right and we got it for free all the care all the facilities by our parents we got it for free we think it is for free mm. but shastra says it is not for free you have to pay it back oh, okay and it's technically it's called pitrirena right so the debt of the forefathers yeah now the way to pay it back is to do the same service for someone else ah okay so if we want to ensure yeah that in our next life we get good parents Mm. And if we have taken to married life, if we taken to brahmachari life, then the that debt is waived off. Yeah. Because you have dedicated yourself fully to spiritual life, mm. so that debt is waived off. If we taken to householder life, mm. and if there are no biological issues, mm. you can conceive. Yes. Then, by all means, you should have a child. Right. Because you need to pay off your debts. to your forefathers. Mm. So this is a traditional understanding in our family which is basically rooted in the Vedas. Mm. Now it is not compulsory for devotees to do this because devotees can also be freed from their debts. Right there's a verse. Uh Bhutaptandranam pitrunam na kinkaro nayam rani charajan. देवर्षि भूतात्तनृणाम पितृणाम न किंकरो नयम रणी चराजन सर्वात्मनाय शरणम शरण्यम गतो मुकुंदम परिहृत्य कर्तम सो वन इज नॉट इंडेप्टेड टू देवताज और ऋषीज और पितृज बट सर्वात्मनाय शरणम शरण्यम थ्रू इज एंटायरिटी ही हैज सरेंडर्ड टू कृष्ण सो दैट मीन्स 
should be a pure devotee short and sweet right yeah so <laughs> if as a devotee we want to wave off our debts and not have a kid so at least we should ensure that all the free time that we are getting we invest into becoming pure devotees yes yeah that's there is no escaping responsibility right anashramina tishtheta dinam ekam apinara for even a single day one should not remain without an ashram without an ashram yeah wow ashram means shelter i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of devotees uh i mean also like peers of mine they they don't want to get married but they don't want to put on saffron and become right. a brahmachari right. so is that considered like not an ashram yeah it is not an ashram but i i don't want to be judgmental but of course, i, I yeah. want to say what is given in the shastra yeah yeah of course yeah no we're 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 just talking generally here yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes proper used to call it bachelor daddy you know bachelor daddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no but even if some of them are really sincere some of them really don't want to get into a marriage because they know if they get into a marriage it will be a disaster right right and they're not also willing to join the ashram because ashram life is also difficult for them yeah it's it's restricting in some ways as right. well yeah. so but they too need to understand that in this life they are getting so much freedom that freedom should be utilized to fully surrender to krishna right that's the point otherwise the debts to the forefathers to the sages or to all of this may not be waived off and we don't want to take another birth with a debt from the previous birth we don't want to take birth in a family where we have only a single parent mm. because in our previous life we did not we were not parents or we did not become good parents right oh, that all that all is connected huh i did right. not know that so we don't want to or we don't want to take birth as an orphan right that's that has to do with your previous karma yeah. that kind of birth right interesting so in the in the uh, in the western world sometimes uh individuals are no couples are opting to not have children right the birth rate is going down yes and uh, as a result maybe it's a karmic reaction or something the children who are born are in many cases born to single parents or are orphans mm so it is having a toll already and in india also it is gradually happening mm so this family tradition if it is maintained and it is very painful to raise a child oh yeah but somebody took the pains for us for sure and for sure there is no waving it off it was not for free yes it's important to understand it was not for free yeah what what uh how we were raised was not for free right. like we have to give that back give that back yeah and uh, let's say if we hire someone to take care of the baby right it's it's how many dollars an hour you know yeah so equivalent amount of debt has to be paid off but not in terms of money but in terms of effort we have to pay it off yeah and although shastras say that devotees don't need to pay off debts but i don't want to use it as an excuse for avoiding what is shastrically my responsibility right right so but when hari came your son yeah. yeah at that point of time um 
on the first night around 10:30 he started crying and i had no idea that <laughs> this is what happens <laughs> that's so funny so fortunately my mother was there yes yes of so, course so, so the experts are already there at home so i just need but my sleep is disturbed yeah so 12:30 he is again crying 2:30 he is again crying this happened for the first day and next day i'm asking my mother how long is it going to be <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh. so i never knew that I, the roller coaster ride is already you know yeah i'm already on the roller coaster yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so how's it been it's been 3 and 1/2 years now yeah. right so uh, boys are usually more challenging because they run around everywhere yeah they're the kind i'm of, sure you'll realize it yes soon. i already realize it yeah, yeah. but uh, both of us understood this one thing that now we no longer can say that we are living for ourselves and uh, sooner or later everyone has to do that mm. one cannot live one's entire life simply selfishly for oneself either they give it to the nation or they give it to the family or they give it to the children hmm. so if we are voluntarily going to give ourselves to others we are going to put somebody else before us why not do the same with krishna this was the most important lesson to be learned why not do with krishna so why not do the same for krishna because it's very important that in this life before we pass away this feeling of i and mine towards krishna should develop my personal feelings are not yet involved with krishna my problem is this your personal feelings are not involved with krishna yeah what do you mean by that i mean i don't feel that you know is mine right right before i pass away mm i want to ensure that this happens right that's a <clears throat> that's a that's the develop right right so unless i develop an an ego around krishna like he's mine right so what is the purpose of just you know mechanically doing bhajan and bhakti if my feelings don't get personally involved oh my god yeah it's totally right yeah and this is the reason why i studied hari suri because his feelings are personally involved with krishna yeah amazing so the best way to become a drunkard is to you know there are two ways of becoming a drunkard one is you can go to the university and take a course you know in studying wines and brewery and you know yes right. do it theoretically yes or you can go to st petersburg and sit down in a bar yeah <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so So the best way to become a drunkard is to actually sit down with existing drunkards. There's a Prabhupada quote about this. Yes, I've I've read that, yeah. So the best way to start relishing Krishna katha is to have is to be attracted to a person who is speaking Krishna katha which attracts you the most. Yeah. So for me that came in the form of this poet was born in 1850 he wrote 4500 verses 
and which are very difficult to decode right so <clears throat> let's give another example one more example of course yeah please so krishna and his friends went to the forest and there was agasur waiting for them so that he could uh, he could swallow them yes agasur opened his mouth yeah and all of them walked into his mouth and he swallowed them up yeah now in sanskrit the term agha has two meanings agha means the name of the snake his name was agha and asur means demon so his name was agha and another meaning of the name is uh, another meaning of agha is sin or pap so agha is the name of the snake and agha is also means pap hari suri says even if the name of krishna forget about krishna even if the name of krishna enters somebody's heart all agha is destroyed <laughs> all sins are destroyed mm. but if krishna himself enters into somebody's heart oh my god why will agha not be destroyed <laughs> oh my god wonderful what a what a po- poetic uh expression right. my gosh I love that. Wow. And and this book is full full of it. Right. Do you have any any plans to publish it or? Yeah, in, on my Facebook page I have been putting some verses here and there. Okay. But now I think it's time to seriously get down and try and interpret those verses no matter how, how difficult it is. Yeah. I have to go through the rigors and interpret those verses. Right. Because every verse is like a challenge a mathematical riddle to solve and he's deliberately made it difficult to solve it. So if uh, Krishna blesses me I hopefully in this lifetime I'll be able to do it. That's amazing. So like when I need to do work and stuff I go to the library cuz there's no disturbance there. Like what do you, what do you do? Like you have a <laughs> you have a kid and you have a job. Right. You mean you work in the university and everything. So so when do you have time to like sit for a few hours and kind of translate and when he sleeps. when he sleeps yeah oh, okay that's from 1:30 in the afternoon to 3:30 yeah two hours of quality time yeah and at night after 11:30 after 11:30 yeah you start doing something oh my god it's like probot <laughs> <laughs> wow amazing so um yeah yeah please uh he pretty soon he'll also go to a school there's a devotee school nearby our place oh wonderful so 6 hours he'll be spending there right that will be a huge you know yes to go from yeah. to go to school because it's a devotee school yes it's gopal's garden oh right i've heard of that so a devotee school and then uh, when he grows up maybe 7 or 8 years i plan to start teaching him grammar and let's see how wonderful I I'm not sure whether he'll be he enthusiastic to take it up. Whatever services he's enthusiastic about, I'll encourage him in that. Yeah. But my desire is that of course, yeah, to take after her father, right? Yeah. I hope Gorchandra does some podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um but but um so now in your travels like so so far have you come through new york and everything tell us some realizations you had upon you know from from uh, you know jay jagannath prabhu had a group uh, of you know you had a seminar about lust right. which is really interesting right. tell us a little bit about that well 
I was I was told by Jay Jagannath Prabhu that uh, there are many single men here in New York. Yeah. And uh, not only single men but also married men they're right. suffering from this problem of uh pornography. Yes. Or maybe they have one off relationships and you know. Yeah. So sex especially illicit sex is a big problem and it's in india too uh, statistically india is i think a greater consumer of pornography than the us oh really wow so it is such a major problem and it's affecting men right so is there a devotional solution by which we can there's something written in shastras mm. Mm. by which they can overcome this problem or even if they don't manage to overcome it at least they don't perpetually remain in the vicious cycle of guilt yeah and at least they can try to advance in their bhajan mm. so i'll just give a summary of what we did oh please yeah that's amazing that'd be great so it was two parts basically first part was anartha nivritti getting rid of the negatives second part was artha pravritti entering into the positive mm. there is a verse in the shrimad bhagavatam at the end of the raslila which says that anyone who hears these past times of lord krishna with the dancing gopis of vrindavan faithfully from an authorized source becomes free from lust within his heart which is his perpetual enemy mm. wow so that was the concluding point but we started off by uh, with the uh, anartha nivritti or how to get rid of the negatives now most of the times devotees have a conception that i should be more austere in order to reduce my sex life more austere yeah or i should execute a lot of tapasya right shila rupa goswami has said in bhakti rasamrit sindhu that only a little bit of austerity and knowledge is required for bhakti too much austerity is going to dry the heart out right and a dry heart cannot relish bhakti ras so in the process of becoming too austere one will eventually become devoid of bhakti ras so there is a verse in the 11th canto na nirvidno nati sakto bhakti yogasya siddhida a person can attain perfection in bhakti if he is neither too attached nor too detached right So if that is the criteria for bhakti yoga what does it mean not neither to attach nor to detach so we were exploring that and jiva goswami has given us a variation of bhakti which is known as arop siddha bhakti <clears throat> so arop is a sanskrit word and in hindi also there is a term arop arop means i i i've heard the word but i don't know what it means arop means allegation oh, okay oh allegation right yeah. so a criminal a person who's not a criminal can be turned into a criminal by throwing an allegation or arop upon them yes so jiva goswami says there are various activities in our day to day life which have nothing to do with bhakti for example getting up in the morning and brushing your teeth i'm brushing my teeth now this activity has nothing to do with bhakti at all mm activities which have nothing to do with bhakti can be converted into bhakti by throwing an arop of bhakti upon them <laughs> what what do you mean so while performing the activity yeah i say in my mind oh krishna i dedicated to you that's the allegation of bhakti right 
so an activity which has nothing to do with bhakti yeah becomes bhakti because you have thrown an allegation on arop of bhakti upon it oh my gosh that's called arop siddha, siddha. Bhakti. bhakti bhakti which is perfected by arop oh my gosh i did not even know that such a thing existed <laughs> <laughs> so jiva goswami talks about that right so question arises <clears throat> Does arop siddha bhakti apply only to my pious activities, or does it apply to my, you know, unwholesome tendencies? Ah. So Jiva Goswami uh, quotes a verse from eleventh canto, Kaya na vacha manasendriyeva. That is the verse. Through my body, through my mind, whatever I do, I dedicate it to Lord Narayan. Right. And he quotes Shridhar Swami's commentary upon it. Shridhar Swami says. not only the pious acts given in the vedas but all acts according to one's innate nature have to be offered to krishna so jiva goswami now brings up a question in our nature there may be many unwholesome activities due to our previous conditioning right how does a devotee deal with such activities is it that bhakti doesn't save us when we perform such activities or is it that bhakti is only with us with our good times and you know bhakti is no no longer with us in our difficult times right so bhakti has to be seamless seamless that it should it should be a complete insurance policy for the devotee not only it's not that bhakti will be with you only when you are doing something nice right but bhakti should protect us when we are in our weakest times mm So Jiva Goswami says somebody should not misuse this principle. I am teaching a principle, but let I am trusting the devotees. It should not be misused. He says akaitava sakaitava. There is a cheating variety mm. sakaitava and akaitava. There is a variety free from cheating mm. of arupsiddha bhakti. The variety free from cheating is when the devotee devotee's aim is to further his relationship with Krishna. not to abuse the principle and for his own sense gratification yeah of course and the cheating variation is where the devotee starts abusing the principle of arop siddha bhakti in mm. order to further his or her sense gratification right so it's left solely up to the devotee whether they want to cheat themselves or they want to do the uh, sincere path of arop siddha bhakti yeah so jiva goswami then says if a devotee falls prey to his or her weakness then he says there are two verses he quotes that the devotee chants with regret in his mind the first verse is ya pritir avivekanam vishayeshvana payini tvam anusmaratah same hridayan napasarpatu as i am performing this sinful activity please let your remembrance never escape my heart wow <laughs> wow and second is युवतीनाम यथा युनि युनांच युवतौ यथा मनोभिरमते तद्वन मनोभिरमताम त्वयि एज द माइंड ऑफ अ यंग बॉय इज अट्रैक्टेड टू अ यंग गर्ल एंड यंग गर्ल इज टू यंग बॉय यस सिमिलरली लेट माय माइंड बी अटैच्ड टू यू देन ही सेज मम सुकर्मणि दुष्कर्मणि यत् किञ्चित् राग सामान्यम् तत् सर्वतो भावेन भगवत् विषयमेव भवतु दैट ही सेड दैट व्हाटएवर अटैचमेंट आई हैव टू दिस नेगेटिव एक्टिविटी लेट दैट अटैचमेंट the attachment we transfer to krishna mm then he doesn't say anything wow so th- this arop siddha bhakti yeah is a practical solution 
So let me see if I understood correctly. So if I'm like, for example, looking for a job or something, and it's kind of mundane in the sense of I'm looking for a certain rate and a certain location. And so in my mind, I should think that this is throw the allegation of, of bhakti on that yeah. activity right. and think, uh, okay, this is this is that this is for, yeah, for I, de- I dedicate the activity to Krishna. Oh, Krishna, right. not only the fruits. Right. But also the act. The act yeah. of clicking the app, apply here, yeah. apply here, <laughs> yeah. apply here thousands yeah. of times. Okay. But you're performing thousands of acts every day and you can't keep thinking of that every time. So there is a verse which uh, Acharyas have given which somebody can chant at the end of the day or, you know, twice or thrice a day. Oh, right. So anything that I've done in the, during the yeah. day, please. Yat kritam, yat karishyami, yat karomi janardana, tubhyameva kritam sarvam, tvameva falabuk bhavet. Yat kritam, what I did in the past. Yeah. Yat karishyami, in the future, yat karomi janardana, O Lord. Tubhyameva kritam sarvam, everything for you. Tvameva falabuk bhavet, you enjoy the fruits. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. That's so nice. So that was the gist that you gave yeah. to the to those to yeah. that to that seminar. Yeah. Important thing is that remembrance of Krishna is being invoked every time. Right. And that is the purifying factor, not the austerities, not the artificial means that we employ in order to curb our tendencies for lust. Right. The second part then I started focusing because Arup Siddha Bhakti can't lead you to perfection in thousands of lives. Right. You need to have prema. Right. And or that feeling of I and mine towards Krishna. Mm. So the second part, Arup, uh, I discussed what is known as uh, Swarup Siddha Bhakti, which is Bhakti done for the pleasure of Krishna. Arup Siddha Bhakti, we do what we like and we put an allegation. Yeah. Swarup Siddha Bhakti, we do what Krishna likes. Right. Shravanam, Kirtanam. Yes. That is Swarup Siddha. That what we are doing in the temple or in the Sangha of devotees. Yes. That is Swarup Siddha Bhakti. Mm. So Bhakti which is perfected by her own self. Mm. Swarup Siddha Bhakti. Right. So in Swarup Siddha Bhakti, we are supposed to cultivate that positive attachment towards Krishna. Mm. And enough has been said about, you know, we should be attached to Krishna. We should be attached to Krishna. And thousands of seminars and lectures have been given about it. But uh, what I wanted to do was that I wanted to practically also demonstrate what it is to feel attracted to Krishna Katha. Mm. So I spoke some of the verses from Hari Suri. Ah, oh, nice. And uh, after every verse, I was asking the devotees, do you want more? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, more, more, more. It's so beautiful. I think that's a good segue into... Um, <coughs> It's kind of what we were talking about on Sunday a little bit, but I but I stopped you because I was like, oh, let's let's keep it for the for for the podcast. That um, what do you think Iskon is missing, or what do you think we should focus on? I, I asked this to a few other uh, you know guests, but you you being uh, a person who is very much focused on shastra and how it's helped you in your own life, um, what do you think that you know, we are focused on Kirtan. Right. ISKCON has a wonderful culture of Kirtan. Yes. And let's be honest, we are trendsetters when it comes to the culture of Kirtan. If I'm not mistaken, devotees, I think devotees tried to bring this Kirtan into mainstream music a few years ago. Or they're still trying, I believe. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. All the time, yeah. So, 
why this is important is because usually we are following the trend set by others for example facebook becomes popular yeah. so we all get on facebook and we start doing what everybody ted talks become popular so yeah. as devotees we get on ted and yes usually we are following the popular trends yeah kirtan was the first uh instance in our generation when we became trend setters yes definitely yeah and i believe that every generation has to be trend setters in certain ways mm. because prabhupad himself was a trend setter yeah prabhupad did something which nobody else had done before mm. so prabhupad was a trend setter and in our generation we also need to be trend setters rather than trend followers mm. but for that we need to have some really gifted individuals and in kirtan we do have we had ayendra prabhu and because ayendra prabhu today we have a culture of kirtan all around the world in iskon yeah totally now uh, kirtan is one of the most important limbs of bhakti but the five limbs described in bhakti rasamrit sindhu which are most important sadhu sangha naam kirtan bhagavat shravan mathura vas shri murti shraddhaya sevan mm-hmm. let's see sadhu sangha we are having in most of our temples and communities sadhus visit regularly yes naam kirtan we are having everywhere 24 hours 12 hours mathura vas many devotees go to go and visit the dham mm. shri murti sevan dt worship is i think at its best standards yes in iskon now the one remaining limb is bhagavat shravan mm. which i believe is extremely important for devotees for their personal cultivation of bhajan so my aim is that uh, i should be able to uh, contribute in my own little way in this culture of uh, enhancing uh, quality bhagavatam katha my guru maharaj is holiness radha govind das goswami maharaj he spent his entire life speaking only bhagavatam yes and pure krishna katha yeah see there are many kathas which go on sometimes devotees do speak about uh, stress management or topics which are affecting the people outside mm. and i have immense respect for all those devotees because they are catering to a certain audience and absolutely they need to do that of course but when it comes to us personally for our bhajan we need to have direct krishna katha direct krishna katha right so direct krishna katha is what is, will help us establish that feeling of i and mine in relation to krishna that seems to be your 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 yeah. goal right it should be all of our goals right the, at the end of our lives that is what is going to help us the most because mm-hmm. ideally we want to take our next birth along with lord krishna right So one can say Bhagavatra, you know, Bhagavatra and I I personally try to open up the Bhagavatam every day whether it's one verse or whether it's I have some time and I can do it. What do you what are some strategies or to to gain attraction to to reading in the way you're saying in the way to develop that right that uh, mamta you could say for 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 Krishna. Krishna. So uh, one of the strategies is to Uh, as prabhupada said 
Prabhupada wanted us to study from different angles of vision. Right. And not simply be satisfied with what is given in the purports. A, a certain part of the realization is given in the purports. But Krishna Tulya Bhagavata Vibhu Sarvashraya. Bhagavatam can have many meanings. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu extracted 60 plus meanings from a particular verse. Mm-hmm. It's important to study all those angles of a particular because we are investing our minds in it when we study it from those angles. Mm. And uh, like in New York, Jai Jagannath Prabhu is doing it. He's doing it really well. Yes. And the commentaries of the previous Acharyas, they help us explore some more angles. Mm. And uh, by doing so, what happens is that we start actively meditating upon the text. We start taking an interest in it. And then wherever in real life, we start applying it. Sooner or later, the realizations will come to us. Right. So, by the time we reach 10th canto, we already have a lot of realizations from various angles and various acharyas. Hmm. And then we are ready to relish the crux of why we did all the nine cantos because now comes the part where I'm going to develop my personal ego with Krishna that mm. he's mine like in the Valabhacharya Sampradaya their main mantra is Shri Krishna Sharanam Mama that Mama has been embedded in their Mool Mantra itself amazing because this is the goal of human form of life to have that Aham and Mama I and mine in relationship to Krishna mm. oh, once devotees start studying from various angles, I believe that they, their understandings will broaden. They will learn how to harmonize uh, differences of opinions between Acharyas. Mm. Various differences of opinion. I'll give a small example of a difference of opinion between sure. two Acharyas. Sure, yeah. In Bhakti Rasamrit Sindhu, there is one of the 64 limbs of Bhakti is to accept Prashadam of the Lord, remnants of the Lord. Yeah. So the Jiva Goswami says... Uh, in the commentary that one should not accept prashadam in front of the deities. Srila <laughs> Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur commenting upon the same says that one can have prashadam but one is not allowed to have betel nut in front of the deities. <laughs> okay. So, how do you reconcile this? So, Srila uh, Baldev Vidya Bhushan says there is one Nyaya, Udit Anudit Home Nyaya. I hope we have time for this. Of course, yeah, yeah, we have time, yeah. So, in the Vedas, there is one branch of Vedas which says, Udite Hotavyam, offer oblations as the sun is rising. If you don't do that, if you offer oblations before the sun rises, your oblations will be wasted. Mm. Another branch of the Vedas says, Anudite Hotavyam, offer oblations before the sun rises. If you don't do that, if you offer along with the sun rising, your oblations will be wasted. Mm. There are two contradictory statements in the Vedas. Right. So, the Acharyas have explained that the Veda which you are studying, you stick to that conclusion and the negative results of the other branch will not apply to you. (laughs) Says that. Right. (laughs) So, this is Udit Anudit Hom Nyay. Mm. Now, this is a framework or template which can be applied to all contradictions in Shastra. Let's say there is some contradiction between two Acharyas. Right. And they are belonging to the same Sampradaya. And you can take shelter of one of the Acharyas. Mm. So that whatever the other Acharya is saying, the negativities don't apply to you. Interesting. Wow. 
is this something that the Shastrik Advisory Committee, like, what's something that you're working on with them in regards to something? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I can, I'm not at a, I can speak something. Oh, you can't speak about it. Oh, I no, got it. I, I got speak it. something. Okay, sure. I'll give a short idea. So these differences of opinion of, on Shastra in our movement yes. have caused a, quite a lot of strife. Oh yeah, I like fall of the jiva. Uh, yeah. What other, th- you know, all other ki- a few other right. things. So we want to be able to help uh, the current generation as well as the future generation of Vaishnavas. So that even if they have some difference of opinion, they should be able to live in the same institution. Right. Oh, okay. That's that's interesting. Because if Prabhupada built a home where everyone can live, right, then everyone will come along with their differences of opinion. Yeah. And you can't just ask them all to fall into line with one Siddhanta. Right. And as long as this, these differences of opinion are very trivial or like, you know, as long as they are we can ignore them on a certain level or as long as we can say this is also all right because this acharya has said this right that is also all right because that acharya has said this udit anudit home nyay so two individuals should be able to stay in the same institution respect each other and move ahead with the main task of life which is to develop i and mine in relation to krishna right this can be done because we don't want to like so you believe that the jiva never fell from the spiritual world, so get out of here. You know? Right, yes. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Sometimes we did that to some devotees. Oh, in, yeah, totally. In the past. And I can't speak on behalf of the institution, but I, I, feel, I feel sorry that it had to be done. Totally. And uh, they, are, they were and they are very nice devotees. Yeah. And my request to those devotees who were either forced to leave, or my request to them is that uh, wherever you are right now practicing your Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Srila Prabhupada had nothing to do with you being thrown out. Right. So please don't, lo- you can say anything, but please don't say anything against Prabhupada. Yeah. As long as you have respect for Srila Prabhupada, I will have respect for you. Mm. Even if you are not belonging to my institution. Right, right. Definitely. So, these are some of the things, you know, some ideas which are... Yeah. Do you do you have to ever discuss, like, right now the whole, the hot topic is female diction gurus. So do, <laughs> so do you have to, are you studying, not studying, but are you researching about that? Yeah, research is always going on on those topics. But yeah. I believe a paper was written much before... I came to the sack. It was written by Gopi Prandhan Prabhu. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. There was a paper written by Gopi Prandhan Prabhu. It's available on the GBC's website. Okay. It's a contentious issue. It is. Yeah. And uh, frankly speaking, if uh, theoretically speaking, um, also, practically, ladies have been gurus previously in our sampradaya. Right. As far as ISKCON is concerned, there is a difference of opinion. Some people say we don't want to have. Some people say we want to have. Mm. So, my only my only opinion on this is that uh, 
anyone who is qualified if they are qualified they should be allowed first comes qualification not rights right exactly yeah i was talking about this with a previous guest right. that sometimes i feel like it's about equality right. or or a right right so it's not about the issue should never be about it's my right to become guru yes in, because that in itself disqualifies you yeah in history nobody became a guru because they said i have a right to become <laughs> yeah all right hari suri makes a joke about this you want to hear yes <laughs> really oh my gosh so when krishna sent gopas to the uh, brahmanas yagya yagya patni episode he sent his gopa friends to the brahmanas for seeking rice and they were performing oblations yes yes and the gopa said please give us rice hmm. so they neither said yes nor did they say no they completely ignored the brahmanas did yeah so hari suri says these brahmanas are thinking that we are adhikaris you know what is the meaning of adhik adhikari means authority right we are gurus mm. we are adhikaris so when the gopas came back to krishna krishna just smiled laughed hari suri says krishna agrees krishna says you are adhikari when i read it what does it mean hmm. they think we are adhikari krishna agrees you are adhikaris hmm. but the term adhikari in the second instance breaks up as adhik ari hmm. adhik means greater ari means enemy you are the greater enemy uh, you the more one thinks that he is adhikari krishna also says yes you are adhikari oh my gosh wow <laughs> so <laughs> it's never about demanding a right but if somebody is genuinely qualified and my shiksha guru shri shrimad gorgovin maharaj used to say that the qualification is that one should be on the stage of bhav mm. or prema in order he spoke his quality and prabhupada also has said in nectar of instruction uh, a kanishth adhikari can also become a guru mm. but he can only deliver his disciples to a certain point the disciple should do well to select an uttam adhikari as a guru yeah i i i heard somewhere an example that uh, when when you're in war mm. and then uh, you get injured you go to the medic yeah. and the medic fixes you up in a certain way but they can only do a certain amount where until you have to be taken to the doctor in the hospital or whatever it is so i always like that example about that yeah yeah so either the diksha guru or a shiksha guru yes has to be a person who is firmly established in that feeling of i and mine with krishna right it's very important to have right because from such a person can we learn how to become a drunkard ourselves yes so Yeah, definitely. Wow. Beautiful. It's a living process. Living process means it can't be had from the books exactly. We need to have some examples in every generation of people who are actually relishing Krishna Katha and Krishna Leela. Yes. Otherwise it will be like a it's something mentioned in the textbooks these people used to exist 500 years ago today we have no examples of them. Yeah. So just to vaidhi bhakti and move ahead. बट चैतन्य चरितामृत क्लियरली से सकल जगते मोर कर विधि भक्ति विधि भक्ति कृष्ण प्रेम व्रज प्रेम पाईते नाही शक्ती वैदि भक्ति डजंट हैव द पावर टू मेक अस अटेन व्रज प्रेम राइट 
Varja Prem we require Raganuga Bhakti. Right. Raganuga Bhakti means our feelings have to get involved with Krishna. Yes. For that you have to meet a drunkard. Yes. It can't be had by books. It's yeah. a living process. Wow, wonderful. Um, I just have a question about reading. Uh, so when I read, I, I I try to have this mood of of um, like of a service that I'm reading, not to because initially when I was reading, I thought, okay, let me get let me get something out of this so I can share it with someone and then make them think that I'm smart or something. Yeah. And and that didn't last very long because you can't get any taste from that. But when you when you have a mood of service and exactly. reading in that way, in a very humble way, to, to kind of serve the Bhagavatam in that way. So, what maybe other practical tips can you give about reading for a long period of time? Like, how do you develop that taste? Right. The first thing is if our motivations are in the correct place. Right. Many times we do a service because it is financially lucrative. For us, mm. or if it is not right now, in the future it becomes. It can happen with anything, Kirtan, Bhagavad Katha, or with any such platform. Mm. Prabhupada wanted us to be Brahminical in nature, which means that ideally we should not demand anything, that anything be given to us as a return for our service. Mm. Somebody who gives something to us. His hands are always above, and the receiver's hand is always below. Below, right? So as soon as our hands are in this position, although we are giving something, we have to accept a, you know, a lower position in society, right? And that makes a lot of difference. Hmm. Instead, if somebody comes and says, "I I have come here to give you something." And whatever you wish to reciprocate unconditionally without any strings attached, you can do. Hmm. If you don't want to give anything, no problem. But I've come here to give something to you. Right. That is Brahmanical nature. And if all speakers of Bhagavatam, my Guru Maharaj did it through his entire life. Right. So. If all speakers of the Bhagavatam and if all the Kirtaniyas could ideally, I'm not saying that it's possible in every case, I can't judge from case to case. Right, of course. But this is the ideal and it's the textbook definition of Brahminism. Right. Now, somebody may not be able to live up to the textbook definition, but they should strive for living up to the textbook definition. The purer they become, in this uh, in this way they will have more acceptance and as far as developing one's own personal taste is concerned right if one is doing it as a seva and if one is doing it to further one's relationship of i and mind with krishna one's own purification that will i think be a long lasting factor for studying because these commentaries written by Acharyas, when they when they were writing down these commentaries, it was not that I'm Baldev with the abhushan and 500 years later there will be you know someone reading this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even printing presses were not invented at that time. Right. Yeah. I mean, so there no guarantee that the manuscript is going to survive. Wow, that's a really good point. I yeah. didn't think of that. Yes. So these are their personal notes. 
on the Bhagavatam Vedanta Sutra. It's their, it's their whatever was going on in their, their minds, minds, the realization. Pictures. They just put it down no. on the paper, and right. we're the ones right. reading it. And right. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think that. So, Prabhupada wanted every generation to write something. Right. Each and every generation. And you can be as creative as you get. My my hobby is to write Sanskrit verses from time to time. Yeah. Like, uh, I wrote a verse about Damodar Leela. Please share it. If you can, if you, I'm sure you remember it. <laughs> so at the end of the entire Leela, it is Nanda Maharaj who comes and frees up Krishna. Mm-hmm. Yashoda Maya tied him. It is Nanda Maharaj who comes and frees him up. Mm. So at that point of time, I wrote a verse. Mata yadhyapi bandhanam prakurute Tanmochaye dhyopita Sostyatyant kripalurachyuta tavai Tallilaya darshita Baddhosmihatumayaya bhavavane Matra mamatvampita Sitya lakshanu moksha yishya sikada Swapremadane namam Wow. So, it's my prayer to Krishna. Mata yadhyapi bandhanam prakurute tan moche dhyupita Even though the mother may tie someone, it is ultimately the merciful father who liberates. Wow. Similarly, I am also tied here in this world yeah. by my mother who created, my Maya Devi who created this body out of the three modes of nature. Right. She has tied me with the ropes of three modes of nature. And you are the father. Hmm. So, please don't delay. Wow. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. So nice. So, um... I think that's uh I think we've gone our time but it's so uh, it's so wonderful to meet you. I feel so honored and I feel so inspired to 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 read now and to study and and I hope that we can keep in touch. Thank um you so much. I, I I really respect you and what you're doing and and Prabhu is actually going to Michigan. Tell, tell us a little bit about your, about your tour in America that everyone who's listening can maybe meet you or Yeah, so uh, uh today I'll be today is uh 8th I am leaving right. for Michigan Detroit and Michigan there is the Harmony Collective right so uh, with Deva Madhav Prabhu and mm-hmm. Luke Prabhu mm-hmm. so we are organizing a three session on Padyavali of Srila Rupa Goswami oh my god amazing and uh, after that I am going to Houston for the meeting yes the Shastric Advisory Committee I will be there till 16th then um, on 16th I am going to Austin Texas with my dear god brother is Amarendra Prabhu he's oh yes fantastic speaker of oh yes he Krishna. comes here also he's yeah he's very nice yeah, very so nice so he I'll be spending some time with him and the other uh, congregation of Austin okay that's for one or two days then I'm going to Dallas okay that's with uh, Naimi Sharanya Prabhu he has made the arrangements and uh, with the Dallas community we are doing some programs on Chaitanya Charita Amrita and on 23rd, I'll be going to Atlanta, this Adi Gadadhar Prabhu and the Atlanta congregation. Okay. So from 23rd to 29th, I'll be in Atlanta. And then there's some plan to go to Alachua. That's being, that's right now being fixed. Okay. Wonderful. And then I'll be, finally, I'll be going to North Carolina. Okay. That's with Aditya Narayan Prabhu. Yes, I know him. Very nice. The Hills, Hillsboro Temple. Okay. And then I fly back to Mumbai. 
From from North Carolina? Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, great. Harya Parshad Prabhu, please. So um, if if all my listeners, they want to find Prabhu, you can find him on Facebook, right. Hari Parshad yeah. Das. Um, and uh, do you have an email perhaps you can share that maybe if someone wants to write to you personally? Okay, I can share my email address, but I'm really slow at responding. It's okay. HPD Hari Parshad Das dot rgg radha govind goswami hpd dot dot rgg at gmail at gmail.com great yeah. great wonderful so i also want to give a shout out to Janavi Janavi harrison because she's the one who uh this was her idea she said yes, hey nam yes. we should do a podcast i want to do a podcast with Hari right. Parshad Prabhu. but uh she wasn't able to come so i i thought that i would be there i'm sure she would do a much better job my, than me my sincere thanks to her because she's a connoisseur of arts she knows yes she actually wanted you to talk about a little bit about art let's let's do that before we before we end uh what what importance is art in in the life of a devotee uh one of the 26 qualities of a devotee is that he or she is kavi kavi in general means poet but kavi also in a more wider term means artist right so every devotee is supposed to have a taste in arts, literature or music and all the previous acharyas, name anyone. They were all artists. Prabhupada wrote his own guitar gaan. Right. Which is a Bengali rendition of the Bhagavad Gita. Right. So devotees should also be artists and explore some field of art. It's one of the qualities of a devotee and <clears throat> For me, it has come in the form of Sanskrit poetry. Mm. I'm trying with English poetry, but English poetry refuses to... English language refuses to... <laughs> it's harder, isn't it? <clears throat> because in Sanskrit poetry, you have these meters and a short syllable and a long syllable. And there are no accents in Sanskrit. It's not like the New York's accent of Sanskrit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, the, and the Indian Sanskrit. Yes, right. But in English, there is a... Indian English and there is a New Yorker's accent of English. Yeah. The difference is that some syllables which are pronounced long by some people are pronounced short by others. Mm. For example, the term cinema. Si is short, ni is short, ma is supposed to be long. Long, right. Cinema. Somebody, yeah, but somebody in New York may say cinema. Cinema, cinema, yeah. yeah, right. So all become short. Yes. So when the rules of short and long are broken, you can no longer make a verse out of You can't put it in a meter. Right. So that is what makes English poetry difficult for me. Mm. Mm. But somebody maybe who's trained in English poetry can write English poetry and, you know, glorify Krishna in that way. Wonderful, yeah. So I try to do some poetry from time to time. This some my interest is also in Chitra Kavya, picture poetry. So you were saying that was on uh, YouTube. Yeah. So we will. Well, you can send me the link and I'll post it on the comments. Sure. But um, that's really that's amazing. Another thing she was saying was, um, <coughs> in the life of a devotee, you said there's there's chant and be happy. Right. But from the time you start chanting to the time you become happy there's a big and please tell us about that and yeah so chant and be happy is a phrase coined by i think george harrison or shri Prabhupada is the krishna book there's something yes so but in reality we see that you chant and you come to the association of devotees and you start reading the books and you sacrifice a lot of things and 
you execute austerities and and you get purified and then maybe you get attached to krishna and you know mm. maybe then you have a chance of becoming happy <laughs> <laughs> the brajwasis are all crying in separation <laughs> <coughs> right so chant and be happy we want to ideally try to reduce that and as much as possible yes so sometimes uh, i share some poetry from acharya like hari sure yes so you chant that you come to know the meaning you immediately happy yes so my aim is to reduce that one of my aims is to reduce that and right so my shiksha guru shri govind maharaj he said i have three unfulfilled desires my first desire is that i don't like devotees leaving his corner being thrown out of his corner first mm. thing second is i want to show how everything is in a seed format in prabhupad's books third thing i want to explain all these books of the previous acharyas and show how everything is within our society we don't need to go anywhere else we will explain all the texts of the previous acharyas mm. so we will not only do we teach abc we'll also teach xyz and everything in between mm. wonderful but we need to be able to do that in this generation in whatever uh, whatever form of art literature or music we are pursuing let's become the best version of ourselves and let's do something which will be pleasing to prabhupad wonderful on that note we can end thank you so much prabhu hi krishna thank hare you krishna. so much for thank coming you, thank you for coming and my best wishes for your for the continuing of your tour i hope you have a great uh, tour and you you enliven all the devotees and i'm sure you will and um, you meet a lot of new contacts so you can come continue to come back to america so please say a prayer for me so that i'll be able to do it in a mood of seva Yes, of course, definitely. Thank you. Thank Hare you. Krishna. Hare Bol. Hare Bol. So that's episode 16 with Hari Parshad Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <coughs> Thank you Prabhu. Did we overstretch? Ah, no, no. <coughs>